Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to that week, as well as a sprinkling of news topics. You are listening to episode 36. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And we will start by getting into the news of the week. Um, Vivian, what's our first story? So our news story, our first news story this week has got to do with Eurovision for 2020. So... This is an article from Music Feeds written by Laura English, and it says Montaigne and Didiri amongst artists competing to rep Australia at Eurovision 2020. SBS has revealed the next instalment of artists to be competing on Eurovision Australia Decides. Montaigne and Didiri will be appearing on the show in February next year. They're joining a bunch of amazing Aussie acts like Casey Donovan, Vanessa Amorosi, Mitch Tambo and Iota. Sydney indie pop artist Montaigne says, I'm excited to participate in Eurovision. Australia decides for the opportunity to release a part of me that is dramatic and extreme. I managed to do it without a massive international music event as in Pepys, but on the big stage in Europe in front of millions would be everything the drama queen egomaniac inside me could want and more. It's licensed to let her out. Announcing the news via Twitter, Montaigne said, I'll probably never represent Australia in the Women's Football World Cup, but this, is, but this is almost like a pop World Cup, and that's sick too. Melbourne indie folk artist Didiri is stoked too. Quote, I have always been interested in writers, although the world of Eurovision is new to me. From the outside, it seems to respect a well-written song above all else. People seem to be free to express their art in whatever way they want, he said. Eurovision Australia Decides will be hosted on the Gold Coast and broadcast live on SBS. Each artist will perform their own original song for a chance to represent Australia at Eurovision in 2020. Eurovision 2020 will be hosted in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Cool. This is so cool. I'm so excited that it's Montaigne. I know, because as you guys know, we love her. She is so much. amazing. And, you know, I've always, like, I've been watching Eurovision since I was a kid. My yeah. parents love it. You know, they're European, so I feel like it just comes with the territory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, It'd be illegal for you not to watch it. <laughs> exactly. But I was always on this sort of side of why is Australia so involved? And I think a lot of people do think that. But I feel like it's gone to the point now where it's like, it's just too far gone to even care anymore, you know? Cause yeah. Australia puts so much effort into it, into, you know, sort of broadcasting it and mm. talking about it. So, honestly, if it can show Montaigne singing in front of millions of people, I'm there. I feel like she is, like, the perfect yes. candidate, though, for Eurovision. I feel like everything that she sort of is about just is what Eurovision yeah, encompasses for in sure. itself. So. Like, she's so, like, even in the way she performs, I actually saw her recently in Brisbane, and she was amazing. Wow, can you, like, not rub <laughs> it in, please? <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> making sure that I know that I missed out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maddie. It, it was really good, though, but something that I, I, that, you know, sort of grabbed my attention was how she performs is so interesting. Like, mm. the way she moves her body, it, it, you can just tell she's a natural performer, so imagining that on a big stage with like theatrics and oh, yeah. costume design, like it would be amazing. So yeah, I really hope, I really hope she gets it. Me too. She gets the chance. Cause like there are some, like all of the other people who are, mm. you know, like nominated are I'm sure amazing in their own life. Yeah. There's like a couple that I've never really heard of. But Same. Yeah. Like Casey Donovan and Ver- Vanessa Amorosi, for example. Yeah. Like I, I'm not sure how they would sort of fit into Eurovision. Yeah, I mean, I also think 
the same way how like I was a bit confused that Guy Sebastian yeah got it yeah see last like, year with Kate Miller yeah. Heike she was good yeah like she it, it made sense yeah that she was a part of it you yeah know? and it, it makes sense for like Montaigne to sort of be a part of it mm. but yeah I'm just not sure that they would fit into the sort of realm that you know yeah Eurovision is but don't get me wrong they're amazing oh like, for sure obviously yeah. but yeah I'm just I'm just I just really want Montaigne <laughs> to get it <laughs> and I also think as well um an interesting point that I just thought of while you were saying that was I feel like Montaigne and Didieri they're younger artists mm. and I feel like that's an advantage for Australia I yeah. feel like um because you know I, I definitely think it's more sort of in tune to what Eurovision is now compared mm. to what it was even like 10 years ago so mm-hmm. anyway we shall see in yeah. February 2020 but yeah, yeah. fingers crossed for Montaigne yes hopefully yeah. um so Maddie what's our second news story now I have a bit more of a um serious one bit po- bit political a little bit political a little bit political <laughs> watch out so this is an article from SBS uh written by Nick Baker and it says Massive backwards step, Australia to no longer have a federal arts department. Scott Morrison has announced the arts department will be rolled into a department that also that will also oversee roads and rail. So on Thursday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced a public service overhaul, cutting the number of departments from 18 to 14 from next February. Under the changes, the current Department of Communications and the Arts will be rolled into a new entity that will be called Department of Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development and Communications. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. that. Just that in itself just makes me want to die. So bland. I know. Oh. I'll keep going. But, um, so it keeps saying, um, it remains to be seen how the arts will fit into this new department and how arts funding and resources will be affected. But the changes have left the arts community reeling. So it goes on longer and longer but just the premise in itself is just Why? shocking i mean yes because the arts are so similar to infrastructure <laughs> and roads that's like, the thing that really just bothers me about this entire thing to just sort of put it under one umbrella like that yeah. makes no sense oh we'll just chuck it in with something else yeah like it's so what a it's joke. so upsetting yeah and it, it's such a joke and i mean Yes, we're clearly qualified to make uh, opinions on how to run this <laughs> how to country. Run the country. Sorry, we're um, <laughs> we're gonna join Parliament next year. But as <laughs> as people who you know, we're artistic people. Wow, I just sounded really, really pretentious saying that. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, we are involved in the arts community, yes. and this decision affects us. Yes, yes, that's and what you're trying to say. Yeah. That made it sound a and lot better. And we're angry about it. <laughs> and we're upset. <laughs> Which we have a right to be upset. Yes, yes. Well, oh, it's just, <laughs> I'm just so disappointed that, like, the arts is looked upon as something that, like, just doesn't matter. Mm. And, like... It's always had that, though. And I think it's sad that, you know, even when you're looking at sort of jobs that are artistic but a little bit more say like corporate like i'm talking like communication jobs mm. basically even then like they're they're still not held to the sort of regard that other industries are and it's sad yeah because they're real and yeah. they have a place in society but you know it's hard for people to see it that way yeah 
Well, we could talk about this for hours. We really could, but um, <laughs> we're, we're going to stop it there. We're angry. Um, and talk about another topic that we literally can't stop talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Vivian, do you want to start us off? So, our third and last story for this week is, of course, about Miss Halsey. And so, she just released the track list for her upcoming album, Manic. So, I read an article here from Music Feeds, written by Jackson Langford, and it says, Halsey reveals track list for upcoming album, Manic. It's only a matter of weeks before Halsey drops her third studio album, Manic, on us. And today, she's revealed the track list for the upcoming record with some surprising features. The album is a decent 16 tracks long and features already released singles Graveyard and Without Me. But there's three surprising features across the board. Dominic Fike, BTS's Sugar and the Alanis Morissette each have an interlude on the album, meaning this is going to be massive. While it remains unclear whether anyone else will feature on other tracks on the record, we'll find out when it's released in mid-January. Australian audiences will be treated to live performance from Halsey just before the album is released as she's headlining Falls Festival this summer. Oh my god. So, this is insane. Can we just get over the fact that Alanis Morissette is on this album? I just... Her mind. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say during this entire conversation. Just just keep repeating that throughout. (laughs) I'm just freaking out over the fact that, like... Like, once again, it is a decent-sized album too like what was it 16 tracks 16 yeah and i'm like obsessed with the whole handwritten thing oh, that was because so i saw cool. this tweet because she's been doing like handwritten announcements yeah. forever and it was like this um like tweet with like all of the different like pictures of other yeah. announcements she's done and it's just so cool like it's just because you know maddie and i constantly talk about Halsey, and we were saying the other day how we like she's grown so much and even in such a short amount of time like she's been around for a while but when you compare her to other artists in the industry you know it's it hasn't been as long but i really do feel like this album is going to be just sort of the best of everything we've seen from her Mm. so far so you know we've got songs like ashley which is the first track which i'm like i am so keen to hear that i'm scared but i'm excited (laughs) um and then you've got, you know, one that I'm really interested about is um, I Hate Everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope that is sort of like a little bit nightmare-esque. Yes, like, yes. Like in vibe. And I feel like it could be because when in in the sort of uh, video where she's writing all the tracks down, she wrote that in caps, I think. I Hate yeah. Everybody. So maybe it's a little bit, and it definitely does give off that energy. Very angsty. Yes. We love a good angsty, Ash. Yes. Um, Killing Boys. Interesting. True. Um, (laughs) Mood. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then finally, Beautiful Stranger. She actually, she released that one and Sugar's Interlude uh, just the other day. And maybe we'll we'll hear about that one a little bit later. Maybe. Oh, wonder. (laughs) Wonder who's going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, we're clearly both so excited. Um, I feel like it's going to be an interesting mix of, I guess, different sounds from her. I think something that's interesting, though, sort of touching on a point that you sort of said earlier, like, she... She's only sort of really come into, like, the mainstream Mm. in, the like, the past year. Yeah. Like, after sort of Hopeless Fountain Kingdom came out. Mm. And it was sort of mainly, like, her singles sort of in between that, that she's like garnered this huge popularity and she's up there with like the likes of you know taylor swift and Billie yeah. eilish and she's 
in the spotlight in that way where she never really used to. Yeah. And I feel like now once Manic comes out, she's really going to, like, solidify her place in, like, the top charts and, like, as one of maybe, like, the defining artists of these past couple of years because she's had such an incredible impact in this past year. Like, she's just skyrocketed mm. in, in ways that, you know, she never really was when she first started out doing like Badlands and mm. that sort of thing. So I feel like I'm so excited for Manic to come out and just like for everyone else yes. to hear how much like because we've all appreciated her music for what it is like but mm. now I'm excited for everyone else to exactly. hear how, like why we love her yeah. so much. And I feel like, you know, even just I had a conversation with my sister the other day and I was telling her about Halsey's new album and she's like oh like I'm actually really interested to hear like a- another side from her and I was like well you've got two studio albums to listen to but whatever it's fine um because <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ignore that because she really really liked um without me and as mm. did many people and I feel like yeah it's exactly what you just said then it's like just you wait and see <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> you know what I say to all those people who don't really you know know her but are excited to hear yeah so yeah, uh, very exciting. Um, so that brings us to the end of our new segment for this week. Now, before we go into our songs, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about so you don't get lost. Now, we're going to start with song of the week. Maddie, kick us off. So my song of the week this week is called Trust Fall by Jada Samaya and this song is very very interesting it was almost going to be my caught my ear because it's such such like an ethereal sounding song and it's sort of got these like sci-fi elements almost to it mm-hmm. like because in the beginning it sort of starts out with these like I don't think they're chimes but it sort of sounds like that because it's definitely like a synthetic sort of sound but yeah, it's sort of like, imagine sort of like chimes sort of like blowing through the wind and that sort of thing. And then like going through it, it sort of builds up with all of these like backing, um, backing sounds. And it's sort of like, it's hard to describe, like this is why you've got to listen to it. But, yeah, definitely. Because um, it sort of almost sounds like even like bird calls and things, but not actual bird sounds. Mm. But anyway, like, her voice is absolutely incredible. I'm obsessed with how she sounds. It's so amazing. Like, her low, she sings a lot in her lower register during the song. And it is so rich and so deep and full. And she's got this amazing control down there. Because it is so hard. Like, because it is quite a low, a low song to be singing for a female. Yeah. Like... And she sounds so beautiful. It's amazing. Like, like I wish I could sing that low. I know. Not... Yeah. Oh my god, incredible. And um, yeah. So it's it's such an amazing song. And then something real that I sort of noticed when I was playing it for Vivian too is that you don't really notice how how it builds mm. until it happens. Yeah. And because like throughout, because sort of there isn't like a really um a strong structure to it as Mm. you would sort of find in a more like pop music or whatever. And it's just a lot of sort of like repeating like motifs and stuff throughout it. And 
and and different instruments and elements keep sort of getting added towards the end and then it's sort of like just this like cacophony of mm. just sound it's like this wall of sound when it gets to like the build up and it's just so gradual that you don't notice and it's so amazing how subtle it is mm. and it's just yeah it's amazing and she's again a beautiful voice incredible um i'm obsessed with this song at the moment it's called um yeah trustful by jada samaya definitely check it out i love it um so that's my song of the week vivian what is your song of the week yes so do uh, we even need to like <laughs> ask you <laughs> Uh, yes, it should come as to no surprise that I, my song of the week this week is Finally Beautiful Stranger by Horsey. Wow. Oh my God. So surprising. Oh my God. Uh, Can you stop talking about Horsey? So here's the thing. Look. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I, when I first heard this song, I was shocked because it is so, so different to anything we've heard from her overall Mm -hmm. but even from what we've heard from what's coming on the album so without me graveyard clementine all three of those tracks are fairly different i would say Mm -hmm. but you could sort of put them all into sort of maybe one general umbrella yeah but with this one it is completely it's it's sort of similar to how i felt when i first heard nightmare because it it's just a completely different sound that we expect from Halsey. Yeah. And the first thing I guess I could say to that is the instrumentation. So they're all it's all live instruments, which mm-hmm. I find very sort of interesting for Halsey because she hasn't really experimented that, with that before. It's yeah. mostly been synthetic sounds. And she even said in a recent interview that this album, her main sort of aim with the instrumentation was to create, to have more live instruments so on stage when she's performing she can actually have a full set band there and it feels more authentic rather than just sort of you know playing yeah. a beat in the background because i was listening it was that triple j yeah it was I yeah because i watched that the other day and i think yeah it was that as well as you know letting her band actually feel like they were musicians exactly and that they actually got to contribute to the yeah. songs too which is just amazing so good and i have to say it really suits her like I and this is something we always talk about she's so versatile and with this you know having these live instruments with the type of song that this is it's a love song and she said um is sort of in the promo for this album so far she said that there's one song in the album that's the first love song that she's written and that's this one and it's sort of it's a very positive love song it's Mm. a wholesome love song and it's very vulnerable and it's talking about learning to fall and open yourself up to someone um, at the right time. And yeah, it's so beautiful hearing that from her because you are used to these sort of, you know, she's talking, most of the time she talks about these negative experiences that she's had with yeah. love. So having something as pure and wholesome as this, I know, just oh my melted my heart when I first <laughs> heard it because it's so beautiful. And, um, these lyrics, like, I have some of them up right now, and it's just like, oh, so good. Your eyes so crystal green, sour apple baby, but you taste so sweet. You got hips like Jagger and two left feet. Like, it's just these little sort of lines that she comes up with that 
and when she sings it, it just sounds so smooth. And yeah. it's so like, oh, like it just suits her so well. And I do kind of feel like there's some, like just a teensy little bit of like country influences in this one. Yeah. Which is awesome. Because it be is honest. very, because it's very acoustically it's based. It's very acoustic based. Especially when, um, you know, sort of after the verses and the instruments come back in, there's like sort of those typical guitar slides that you hear in country music. But see, yeah. I love that. Like, because yeah. it, it works so well. And yeah, I could talk about, as you guys know, I could talk about her. For... And can we, can we just talk about the music video too? For oh, like two seconds? Oh, the oh music video. my God. Oh I my God. love it so much. I'm freaking, she just like, there's just, oh my God. Her mind. The ju- like, as you said, in all caps to me in text, me- I might screenshot the messages and put them up because it's so funny, us talking about this when literally. it first came out. Because I literally, like, got on my break at work yeah. five minutes after it dropped and I saw the text message from you. And I was I like, know. oh my god, is it out? <laughs> I watched it immediately. It's just so... Oh, oh the music video. Like, it's, it's really cool because... Um, it's basically her in like a sort of like a club bar sort of setting and there's sort of like two main settings one's her, her sort of dress casually it's like maybe like closing time there's no one sitting she's on stage it's dark and she's singing but then it sort of mirrors that with a sort of flip of that where she's all glammed up the mm. lights are on she's wearing this beautiful costume and you know you sort of see everyone in the crowd enjoying it. And it's the same, like, bar setting, but it's just two completely it's sides. Just flipped. Which, of course, goes with the whole... The entire theme of this album. Exactly. The whole Ashley versus Halsey thing. Exactly. And the duality of that. It's just incredible. Oh, her mind. Anyway, Seriously. <laughs> we just need to stop. Yes, we do. But <laughs> anyway, um, so that's my song of the week this week. Finally, Beautiful Stranger by Halsey. Now we're going to go into Under a Rock. Now this one is... So my Under a Rock this week is Wasteland by Against the Current. So this one I actually rediscovered. Um, it's one of those ones. So I was actually listening to my 2016 Spotify rap. Wow, what a throwback. It was a throwback. Apparently I was really into John Mayer that year. Literally the entire playlist was his discography. For, You're like... kidding me. <laughs> Honestly, that's literally peak you though. I know. I was like, wow. I was Just really... John Mayer songs. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, But then there was this one, um, Wasteland by Against the Current. And... I remember when I listened to it again the other day and I was just like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about this song. And that feeling is such an interesting feeling where you remember sort of the moment where you were listening to that song yeah. a lot. Yeah. And then for some reason you you just completely forgot about it. And yeah, that sensation was just really weird for me. Um, but this song, it's really cool. Uh, it's I would sort of describe it as like a moody pop punk rock song which is kind of like what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) that's just a lot of words it is a lot of words but the reason why i say that is because against the current they're typically sort of known as like a pop punk band but this song definitely doesn't fit within that at all i would say um it's very moody when it starts there's this beautiful guitar riff with a delay on it and it sort of that um riff plays throughout the song and that's like my favorite part of the song just that delay and so the lead singer's voice 
her voice is incredible. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful, especially when it goes into the chorus where she's singing um, these sort of soaring notes. And it's interesting because I was actually watching a video of them singing this live. And it's incredible how she can still sound so good live with those kind of notes that she's singing in the Mm, chorus. Yeah. But my favourite part about this song, I would say, is definitely After the Bridge... Um, when it sort of goes back into the chorus, uh, the drums, when the drums come in into that chorus, it's just, it's so good. It's so, it's such a perfect way to sort of build up because in the previous choruses, you don't really have the percussion in, um, sort of like drive the rhythm. It's just sort of just the vocals with the other instruments. But in the last chorus, the drums come in and you're just like, yes. Yeah. Cause like when you were playing it for me, I was like vibing along with it. Mm. And you know, I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty cool." Like, it isn't really my jam, but yeah. like, I was like, "Yeah, this is a, this is a good song." And then when that like build up came came yeah. on, I just like I had the biggest smile on my face. I was like, "Yes, because it's this just, is it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good way to just sort of like wrap up the song. And yeah, it's an awesome build up. It's an awesome song. It's so great. yeah, that's my under a rock for this week. Wasteland by Against the Current. Maddie, what is your under a rock this week? Now, my under a rock this week is very, like, typical me. Very, like, <laughs> acoustic acoustic um, um, guitar and vocals and that sort yes. of thing. Um, it's called You Make Life Easy by James Bo Barclay. Um, and I'd never listened to any of his songs before, and I was very, very pleased for this one to come up. I think it was, like, on my Discover Weekly or something mm. it came on. And I was like, at, honestly, at the beginning, I thought it was like a new Bastille song because his voice is so similar in the way that like the vocalist in Bastille yes. um, sings, like in like the accent and like just the way that he like sings words and mm. things like that. I was like, oh, hold on. And the tone too yeah, is very the tone. like, it's, it's not like this, um, it's not like a sharp sort of like bright, mm. like annoying kind of thing, but it's like... <laughs> It is definitely very bright and, like, twangy, if that makes any sense, or if I'm just shouting out <laughs> adjectives to you. But, um... Listen yeah, to the song. Honestly, listen to the song. It's great. Um, no, but, <laughs> yeah, this song is definitely very acoustically driven. It's mainly just guitar the whole way through. But the thing that I really, really like about it is the percussion. Because mm. it's not like a drum kit. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's a shaker at yeah. the beginning. I think it is. And then there's also like, you know those instruments that you'd like pick up during like year two music yeah. class? And they had like the ribbed like wooden thing and they had like a stick and you'd like scrape it. They're usually shaped and, like animals. Like... Yeah, like you'd get frog ones. Yeah. And like they'd make like a, because they sort of sound like a, like a ribbiting yeah. frog. Yeah. Like those weird scraping things. Yeah, anyway, I'm pretty sure that is an instrument in yeah. in this song. And yeah, just the percussion is really, really cool. And um it's not like an upbeat song, but it's not like really boring and like yeah. mellow. It's sort of like somewhere in between, mm. which is like exactly my vibe, to be honest. Yeah, like, it is. It really is. It's peak my taste in music, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just really, really cool, really cool vocals. Um, love the percussion. And then there's also like towards the end, there's some like sort of, I'm not sure if it's an acoustic guitar or like an electric guitar, but Mm. there's like finger picking stuff, like very, very sort of like in the background. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it just adds another element to it. And I really, really like it. So yeah, that is my Under a Rock, You Make Life Easy by James Bo Barclay. 
And so we will move on to Caught My Ear now, and I'll kick us off with mine. It is called Time Alone With You by Jacob Collier and Daniel Caesar. So, again, another Jacob Collier song because his mind amazes me and I am constantly in awe of everything that he produces and puts out. So, this one in particular, it's got a very sort of, like, deep soul sort of vibe. Mm. Like, the bass line at the beginning is very, very pronounced. Like, it's oh, yeah. all about the bass. Yep. That was, that was, I can't believe <laughs> oh I just God. said that. Yes, that was the best thing ever. I just want to <laughs> crawl up into a ball and die right now. That was the best ew. moment Peak ever. Megan Trainer. Oh my God. Hi. Um, ew. Amazing. Uh, can we just, like, rewind and ignore I didn't say that? Um, anyway, so it is really, it, like, the bass is the main focus in this song. It's really, really cool. But, the thing that's um, really, really interesting about it, though, is there's sort of like this, um, I'm going to use a big word, this like juxtaposition <laughs> between... Thanks for the warning there, Maddie. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on a roll with my words today, honestly. <laughs> um, so you've got like, basically what is essentially an untouched, like production wise, mm. like the vocal that Daniel Caesar is singing. He sort of sings the melody and then there's like these backing vocals that Jacob Collier does. And it's like very, very heavily produced, like a million different like lines of vocals at the same time, Mm. like this really, really, really cool chord. And it sort of like bounces back and forth between the two. Yeah. And it's really, really interesting. Like, cause you have these, like, cause Daniel Caesar's voice is so soulful and so rich and it's like so pure in tone. And then you've got these, like, because a lot of the backing vocals are very, very high mm. in, like, the, in Jacob's register. So it's, like, very falsetto-y, very, um, and it does sound very, very heavily, heavily produced, too. And I'm pretty sure half of it is pitch shifted anyway. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, these two different sort of vocal effects throughout the whole thing. And then towards the end, like, he does all these, like, really, really like, fast runs, but still maintaining, like, that chordal... Which sort is of insane. backing vocals. So like each different like he would have had to sing each different line. Yeah. Unless he's done the same thing and then pitch shifted it. But that wouldn't make sense in a melodic no, harmonic sort of way. Yeah. So he's probably had to sing each individual line to make up this chord and do the run mm. exactly the same. Every it's just incredible. And I'm obsessed with like how he can think of these chords yeah and these really really interesting sort of like melodic lines throughout it and there's also like this um there's this one sort of theme like little melodic like interlude motif thing that runs throughout it too Mm. like the backing vocals will do it and then sort of like this weird whatever it is like a synth thing does it at the end and it sort of comes in like intermittently throughout the song too and then towards the end something that vivian (laughs) noticed was it's a lot. It it gets to a point where it just feels like it's very in your face. It's very intense. And it's like, it's good, but it is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot to take in because like as it builds, it just adds all of these different. Yeah. But that's like Jacob Collier's yeah. style. It's like, I'm going to throw everything I've got yep. at this song and like put as many different like lines of vocals in this is physically possible 
and it's just insane. But um, yeah, it's an amazing, amazing song, and I just implore you to listen to it because his mind is incredible, and I'm so obsessed with him. So yeah, that was my Caught My Ear. Um, it is Time Alone With You by Jacob Collier and Daniel Caesar. And so I will throw it over to Vivian for her Caught My Ear. What have you got? So my Caught My Ear this week is very different. Um, it's an instrumental. So it's These Moments by Antoine Defour. Could be Defour. I'm not going to pronounce it because he's French-Canadian and I just think that it's something way out of my depth. <laughs> so I'm not going to try. <laughs> but yeah, so he's a uh, fingerstyle guitarist, which is very cool. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite, I guess, styles um, to play in. Um, I used to, when I first started playing guitar, that's actually kind of how I taught myself, was mm. by learning these fingerstyle um, songs, like pop songs. Um, because you really, you know... You, you really pay attention to each individual note and they each play a very important part. But this one's very cool because it takes those elements and then it adds these percussive elements, which sounds weird, but it's very typical in fingerstyle to um, sort of hit the strings as like the percussive sort of element. But with this one, he hits sort of like the base of the guitar and then the top of the guitar and they each create different sort of percussive sounds as they would. But the crazy thing about this one is that he's playing these beautiful notes and he's staying in time with these percussive elements Mm, because he's doing it constantly and he's doing these really intricate rhythms and it's, I really suggest watching um, a video of him playing playing the song because it's a lot more you can see what he's actually doing um and it's just mesmerizing to watch and to listen to because it's so seamless like how he's playing these notes and then you watch his hands um playing like hitting the guitar with his fingers and you're just like how is he how is he doing that how is this actually possible it's really annoying because when you watch the video like you you first played it for me and I yeah. didn't know what was happening and I had to ask you if it was more than one guitar. Exactly. Because it didn't sound like one person could do all that at the same time. And then you watched the video of him playing and I went, that looks so easy. Yeah. Like, it looks, like, absolutely, like, not difficult at all. Like, he's just hitting the guitar occasionally and, like, doing some little notes on the, yeah. the strings. And, but you just hear it and you're like... There's so much going on. So much going on. Incredible. It's amazing. I'm floored. Yeah, it's so cool because it really got me back into um, sort of listening to different fingerstyle artists because I really do think they, you know, when I used to learn these fingerstyle songs, it would take me months to just even grasp a certain section of a song, let alone a full-blown, like, oh, yeah, let's just add some percussive elements and (laughs) make it a song. Like... Yeah, it's incredible, and I really do think that these artists should have more sort of uh, recognition that they that they get. But yeah, oh, yeah, that's my caught my ear this week. These moments by Antoine Dufour, and now drum roll, please. <laughs> Usually, well, at least for the past couple of episodes, we've ended at this point. But we have, we have another recommendation. Not today, kids. <laughs> Not today. So we have another recommendation this week, which 
is awesome. We actually got quite a few this week. Yeah, which is thanks. so good. Very, very happy with all of the support. Thank you very yes. much, guys. You've really been hearing it. our cries, <laughs> our desperate pleas. Baby Yoda worked. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yoda always works. So yes, our recommendation this week is Solitude by Devin Overby. I think that's how you say it. Mm. Um, apologize, apologies if if it's not. Um, so. This one's a very interesting track, isn't it, Maddie? Yeah, it is really, really interesting. Yes. But in a good way, though. It's, yeah, it's it's very, it's got a lot of different elements to it that I think on, you would sort of think on the surface don't work well together. Yeah. But one thing that I found really interesting was there's like this weird sort of like synth, this, this very sort of moody synth in the middle, um of the song and it kind of I I kind of got like horror movie vibes yeah from it. a little bit yeah but it's only for like a short section of the song because the rest is sort of like I would sort of categorize it as like a pop song yeah um but yeah there's a lot of experimental elements thrown in there which I really appreciate I really do think um when artists experiment with different sounds and it's sort of just like testing the waters i Mm. would say yeah absolutely to see if it works if it doesn't then that's okay you know what i mean so i definitely think yeah on that on that point like i definitely think what he's done here definitely works like Mm. i really enjoy like the vibe of the song yeah as a whole yeah like it's really really cool to listen to and it's such an interesting like it puts off this really interesting mood Mm. too like you sort of like get a picture in your mind of yeah sort of what everything like looks like but yeah you're like one of those people you know how you can like hit like people who hear things they like see colors when they yeah it's yeah. sort of like i don't know it gives it's, me those weird vibes yeah, but, yeah because you know we kind of did a little bit research a little bit of research on Devin, and he's a composer so and you definitely get that sense um oh yeah when you're listening to this because each sort of instrument has a very distinct place and you Mm -hmm. can tell Uh, and I think you know when you do have these composers create their own music I think a lot of that shines through which I think is really cool yeah um and another interesting thing was this is the only song that he has on Spotify um but we did hear uh another one of his tracks on SoundCloud which was also really cool that was a traffic traffic I think traffic Yeah. yeah and it was very cool. I love the guitar in that one. Oh, yeah. And that, again, was also very experimental with the different sounds and sort of playing with different things. And, yeah, it's just... It's a very interesting song, uh, this one, Solitude. And I'm really digging what, you know, sort of vibe he's going for. And I hope, yeah, I hope he continues sort of, you know, experimenting with the different sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it was really interesting. Overall, yeah. I really enjoyed it. But yeah. Yeah. So well done, Devin. Yeah, well done, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that is our recommendation for this week, Solitude by Devin Overby. And that brings us to the end of this episode. So thank you so much for listening this week, guys. If you came to the end, we appreciate it. This was another wild ride. I know, it's a lot. <laughs> so yes, you can check us out on Apple's podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Google Podcasts, um, we're also on YouTube, so was basically any platform. You have no excuses. Yeah, no excuses for not watching and listening. <laughs> yep. Um, so you can let us know what you thought about the tracks that we have had a chat about this week. Um, definitely 
um, a very interesting, diverse range very of diverse. tracks this week. So yeah, let us know what you thought, if you loved it, if you hate it, if you are obsessed with Halsey's new songs, or if you're not, if you're not digging them, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Chuck us a DM, you know, comment anything. We're always, we're always listening. Always open. Um, yeah, so you can follow us on our social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us there for the latest updates or to check us some new recommendations. Yeah. Because we always love hearing what you guys are listening to. Um, we definitely really, really enjoy it when you recommend us some songs. Um, yeah. So we will see you on Monday with a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See you later.